Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. Dan Soder, Colorado, your representative, Lauren Brobert, getting frisky. Have you ever been, have you ever gotten a movie theater uh, handjob or a Broadway I've theater the, handjob or the, blowjob? I mean, it's going to get, uh, the first time I ever touched a woman's pubic hair was, was during Batman and Robin when it was in theaters. In Aurora, so, Colorado? In Aurora at the Seven Hills Movie Theater. Jesus. With the girl I was dating, but this is how stupid I was. Most of the time you go in through the top of the pants. Of course. It was the summer. I went up the leg like a true wow. 13-year-old boy. Interesting. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, and then I remember that was the first time I ever touched someone else's pubic hair, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> you know? in, the, in the theater through in the, the leg. Th- in the theater through the leg. Completely blew it. Probably could have gotten a lot more had I entered properly. Was she like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. cheated on me that summer with two other guys who both, like, knew what they were doing. So Jesus Christ. That was one of those things where you're like, I fucked up. Yeah. I fucked up. But seeing Lauren Boebert do that, you're like, oh, that's a clear you just got divorced move. Because you know what's funny about watching, like, elected officials is, like, George Santos is from Long Island. He just lies. So you know we're all liars. So you know what kind of what kind of lie he's going to come <laughs> Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And I know Lauren Boebert's coming from the Western Front, yeah. the other side of the mountains, <laughs> yeah. where it's like Garfield County. You yeah. know, where you're like, sure, there's Aspen, yeah, but then there's also Glenwood Springs, right. and there's like it's it's not all Aspen and Carbondale. No, it's a lot of like small little towns where they're like they shoot guns in order to show right. joy. They show that they're happy. Yeah. And she was going in. I mean, she's giving him kind of it looks like she's going in. She's she going in. My favorite part about all of this. My favorite <laughs> yeah. part about all of this is when you find out it's a first date. Right. Cuz that's third date. <laughs> totally fine. It's a great point. The first date you're like she got into it. Yeah. That means cuz this is the show. Yeah. So they they clearly got drinks, probably went to dinner. Right. And then headed down to the Buell Performing Arts Center. Right. They were probably, you know, in Lodo, downtown, probably right. having a little, and then they go, and <laughs> she's just ripped, she's hammered, she's ripping a vape. Yeah. Pregnant lady asks her to stop. She's like, shut up, bitch. Right. And then he's just fondling those tits. Because he knows, he's like, if I get her liquored up and we go to Beetlejuice the Musical, there's no way. <laughs> Nothing gets this girl hotter <laughs> right. than a Michael Keaton vehicle. Yeah, she where likes. Where not even in it anymore. Yeah. Beetlejuice the Musical yeah. is just going to get her in the right frame of mind. Unfortunately, Mr. Mom doesn't. Mr. Mom the Musical doesn't <laughs> yeah, open for five that months. That does not work. I could take her to Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, and my dick's coming out. There's got to be. Yeah. 
not the people next to them, but the people on the opposite side of the aisle just being like, is that woman grabbing that dude's dick? What's funny is, apart from it being Lauren Boebert, there's definitely just people in the theater going like, who's this yeah. piece of shit? Yeah, and the reveal. The reveal that it's your representative. You know, remember back in the, when they when they did commercials for movies, where they would do the audience reaction as they left, where they were like, best time of the summer. <laughs> yeah. If they would have taken those people and been like, did you know that was Lauren Boebert? They would have been like, holy shit. <laughs> like if they would have grabbed that blast radius yeah. of who she was around. Yeah, it's just people being like, we had no idea there was a whorehouse <laughs> operating at Beetlejuice the musical. I don't know. She must have walked from Colfax. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Because you know that no one knew until the news. That's right. Ex maybe even a couple people at the theater maybe knew. Right. But most of those people around her are like, who is this slut yeah. in this dress? Just a drunk person acting inappropriately in public, which is not rare. Now, if I could have informed them. Yeah. Informing them that it was Lauren Boebert probably would have been about third on the list. Yeah. Because what I first would have done was gone, now that woman's 36. Right. And they go, okay. And I'd go, she's a grandma. And they go, okay. <laughs> and then you go, it's Lauren Boebert. Yeah. They're like, holy shit. You well, are like what's the fun about her is that, you know, she is a wild woman. Like, her yeah. husband and her used to get in brawls. The cops would come. Which, I mean, dude. You know. Honestly, the Colorado blood in me. Oh, yeah. Understands voting for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want someone who's going to defend your state, yeah. the way she defends her car from her husband with a bat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like someone where it's like, oh, you really are like a Rihanna song. And what's your funny, whole... yeah, the whole thing is, <laughs> whole... what's funny about her is like, you know, she had no interest in politics. She was working at a bar, some bar called Shooters or something. She's that was around. her bar. It was her bar. She owned the bar. Yeah. And it, she was like, this is what I'm about. And then somehow she became a congresswoman. I honestly, I get it. Yeah. Because 13-year-old me, yeah. if I'm making up a woman to jerk off to, that's it. I'm watching all these action movies. I'm like, she's got a Laura, Lauren Croft, right. a Tomb Raider gun on her leg. Yeah. She's just, you know, not taking shit. She'll right. fight right by your side. Right. And then you find out she's just fast and loose. Out she's of fucking in the theater. Which, by the way, I would have much rather, my mom... Made me go to Joseph and the Tech Amazing Technicolor yeah. Dreamcoat. Yeah, in that theater. Yeah, when I was like eleven. Right. Uh, if I would have been there, yeah. I would have been like, I'm a, I'm a theater, I'm a theater nerd. Oh yeah. No, uh, if you would watch Lauren Boebert jerk someone off yeah. during fucking <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, you would have been like, we're never not going like, to the theater. I love the arts. Right. <laughs> I love the arts. Right. More funding for the arts. No, I mean that's that's amazing that she did that. Get up the TMZ where she responds to it because they did catch her. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about her is she's just kind of like, hey, now the guy that she's fucking owned like a gay bar. He owned a bar where they had bar drag where they shows. had drag nights. He's a he's a Democrat. Yeah. And I love that she's like, wow, fuck. She had such a... But it's also people that are surprised about it. She's like, no, 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 I'm a whore. Yeah, I don't care yeah. who the... I'll sleep with anyone. It doesn't matter. He could have been Al-Qaeda. I would have yeah. sucked them off in the back. Right. So here here we go. This is Lauren Bomer. Thanks for me. I know it's, you know, been a rough week. Or has it been? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's always hard whenever, um... There's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So Hold on, pause this already. Hey, She's already got hot... <laughs> 
She's already got hot girl giving a book report. She's in front of the class. Because you know she wants to walk up and go like, shit happens. Guy had a hog. <laughs> With that shoulder showing and that Colorado hat that she yeah. looks like she bought at DIA. She's not a bad looking woman. She's hot. She's hot. And she probably walked across the street being like, Ah, you suck some, you fuck some, and yeah. you lose some. Right, <laughs> but just, now she's got to, like, run that back. It's yeah. very interesting. The gravity. She might as well yeah. have given tent fingers. She's like, the gravity of the situation. <laughs> this is like when my parents would be like, hey, there was $100 on the mantle. It's not there anymore. I'd be, I'd be really high. I'd be like... Well, you know, uh, the spatial relationship between objects and... Uh, honestly, with inflation and everything going on right now, I think we can understand. You know, Let's... big banks do way worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see this. Lauren Boebert. What has it been? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's always hard whenever um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So anytime that they're carrying mine, it's something that... You know, I kind of feel deep inside, but ultimately all future date nights have been canceled. And um, I learned to check party affiliations uh, before you go on a date. Uh, but all in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time. And, you know, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Uh, would love to know how the, the musical ended. And I encourage people to go and see it. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great time back in the district seeing voters and... Uh, so how, how are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding, um, and they understand that it was a part of my They understand my it was hot life. as shit. Really there's a lot of people jerking off to this right and, now uh, all over the world. There's, You know yeah. what's surprising is our response to Sarah Palin yeah. was an immediate porn parody right. starring Lisa Ann. It right. was almost immediate. Right. It's incredible yeah. that there is already not a porn parody called, like, Congresswoman in the theater. It's it's. It, I would say that it's if it's not already there, it's in the works. Yeah, it, they're filming <laughs> absolutely in the works. Yeah, in the valley, there's a studio converted into a fake theater. Right yeah, now. it's just if you're if you're not doing that, it's wasted time. What do you do? They give you this. It's wasted time. I mean, she is. That's a, what's going to bring the world together is more porn parodies yes, of politics. Of, of politics. I want the Hunter Biden <laughs> crack whore fuck. <laughs> Oh, parody. Man. I want the Lauren Boebert yeah, theater one. Theater dick parody. I want uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and a CrossFit. Yeah. You know those like muscle porns? Yeah, where it's like, she's, like a, she's like a CrossFit mom. Yeah, and this is like a, a super jack guy on steroids. Well, this is like Colorado, being from Colorado, you know it's like a little wild, and the people that live there like to feel it's a little wild, so this kind of fits into what people do. It's exactly what it is. That's right. It's, it is It is mini malls built on stolen land. That's right. And it's it's you're only three generations removed. Right. My, my, my mom and I were talking, and my, my mom was like, yeah, your grandfather was born... 1924 or 1925 in Alt, Colorado. Yeah. And immediately I was like, oh, so there's definite blood on our hands. Right. You so know, what did you guys do? You came in and killed all the Native Americans. Yeah, you just broke all the treaties. Right. Took all the land. Right. And then acted like, what are you talking about? The Chili's has been here forever. Right, right. No, that was, that Chili is like, his ancestral. That's manifest yeah. destiny. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, that uh, that right. Applebee's off Iliff, yeah. that was created by God himself. Is there anything about it you miss? Colorado? Yeah. I, I, There is, what you're talking about with the people, there is this, like, um, joyful curiousness 
yeah. that people in Colorado have. Right. Where they're kind of like, oh, and what do you do? Whereas New York, which I still enjoy, New York's mind your own fucking business and look forward. Whereas Colorado's like, and what are you? Who are you? Right. But that can also go real sideways where it's like, who the fuck are you? Well, you were on one of the most New York shows ever. Billions is one of the most New York shows ever, yeah, right? It's very, and, and being, it, it, being by your studio, we were talking. It's yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in downtown the, and you're in the heart of your. Uh, dude, walking here, I was like, guys, guys, please. Because young finance guys are, look, they just come up to you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They think I'm Mafi. They think right. I'm Mafi from Billions. Right. They they have a hard time separating. It's as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I get you're it. You're into it. If I met Kane, I would right. think he's Kane. Right. The burnt brother of the Undertaker. Have not- you become friends with any of those guys at all? Any of those finance type people? Nah. I mean, uh, there's a couple people that have worked in finance that have gotten out that like I know, but no guys that are like in it. That are like I'm friends. When with. you were filming that show, did they ever bring in a Stephen Cohen? Or yes. A, oh, they did. Yeah, they brought in. Um, there was an episode in season four where we did like a, a boxing match. Yeah. Me and uh, Kelly O'Coin, who plays Dollar Bill, we did like this charity boxing event. Yeah. And uh, I, you're you know all those people. You know yeah. me. I'm I'm I know Colorado folks yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. But I don't know a lot of finance people. And I was talking to this guy in between sets when they were like changing setups. Just having a conversation with this older guy, and we were talking about something completely benign. And he walked away, and Brian Koppelman, or it was David Levine, walks up to me. He goes, "You know who that guy was?" And I was like, "No, I have no idea." He's like, "That's the guy that shorted Enron." Oh wow! And I was like, "Oh, good so job." Guys like that would just hang out on the set. Well, they would be like they they would make them cameos in ways right. of like if you knew who it was, you'd be like, "Oh, if you were super into finance, you would know who that is." Right. But I I didn't know who it was. I was I was just trying to talk to Rich Eisen, and then right. I got shot down trying to make small talk with Jocko Willett. Right, which, Willink. Willink, the is Navy that a, SEAL guy who's yeah. on Rogan all the time, dude. I got swatted trying to do small talk with him. What did you? How do you start small talk with him? I, we were just standing there with coffees, and, or we were just sitting there. I had a coffee, and he was just standing there. And what and are you like, like? What do you? Hey, hey, buddy, what do you think about pushing yourself to the limit? Yeah, I go. <laughs> are you I go, a fan of that? Hey, you look like a pussy. <laughs> just just antagonize him immediately. Yeah. No, I, I started talking to him about like, oh, where are you where are you in from or whatever. He's like San Diego, and I was. Trying to talk to him about American Comedy Company. Oh, yeah, interesting. I was, like, I was like, oh, I work. Yeah, uh, that wasn't the route. No. That was not the route. Dude, it was like, uh, it, I might as well have talked to him about Joseph and the yeah, amazing he doesn't care. Drink coat. He was like, yeah, I don't know. No, he doesn't care. I was like, gaslight, the gas, uh, gas, gas lamp, lamp district. Gas lamp district? Yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, it's pretty crazy. He goes, yeah, it was a lot worse a couple of years ago. And then it just, conversation went nowhere. Yeah, you're like, American Comedy Co.? He's like, I killed three men there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I split two men's heads open. It's what, we used, to, it's what yeah. we used to call Panama. Yeah, he's like, it was ruled self-defense, but. Good. He's like, you bombed on small talk. Good. Yeah. And yeah. He, what was he doing at Billy? Was he on the show? Yeah, he was, he trained uh, Kelly's character. Gotcha. I had uh, Stipe Miotic and Tim Ferriss. And he had Deontay Wilder and Jocko, and they were training you. Like a, you know, we did like a, of course, a fake training scene, right? So yeah, so you know, when right. we're on set, everyone's in the same place in the same holding. Is the is the show over? Yeah, yeah. This final four episodes are airing right now, and 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 that's it. That's it. It's done. 
There's no billions movie. No, 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 no. no. I don't know. I, I don't. I it's trillions, tri- dude. Is there a billions Miami? There was a rumor. <laughs> I hope it's just a rumor. I don't know. God, I pray it's just a rumor. I'll tell you what. You see this face? Yeah. Just know I'm on heroin. Right. If I pop up on that show, <laughs> if you see me on that show, I'm shooting in booth. You've, you've lost it all. I'm fucking. If I you're am, in Billions Miami and there's a scene with you on a balcony being like the thing about NFTs, you're on heroin. It's me talking to McDaniel yeah. and being like, the dolphins are like an investment that you got to short. <laughs> just know that I got I got black tar pumping through my veins. Yeah, things are bad. There's just certain things you got to say no. Yeah. It was, yeah. well, the one time I didn't, <laughs> and and you know, your former manager, my current manager, yeah, Brian, the best. Brian the Stein. Best. Great. Uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, so he says every phone call. Yeah. Great. I love him to death. And, love him. Uh, early in my career, I did, yeah. guy, I did guy code, right, on MTV2. He told me recently I should go on tour as Lizzo, just out of nowhere. He's famous yeah. for the out of nowhere tags. Oh. He's like, <laughs> It's You're great. the only one who can do this. Go to on tour as Lizzo. I'm like, do, do blackface <laughs> <laughs> on tour for like, but these were his ideas. He called me once and he went, <laughs> he went, I did some parody of like pretending to be Donald Trump's son. He yeah, goes, I remember that. You got to do a Harvey Weinstein parody. You're Harvey. It's hilarious. I go, but that would be like making fun of rape victims. I said, that would be bad. He goes, right. Don't do that. <laughs> very bad. Don't do that at all. Very so bad. He called, he, um. Guy Code ended. Yeah. Or it was ending. And right. they were like, and the creator of Guy Code called me and was like, we're going to do Guy Court, where right. you can, where people can take their, right. where, people can, <laughs> where people can take their friends yeah. who have broken Guy Code Ooh. and they can take them to court. Oh boy. And it's all, it's all the cast members of Guy Code yeah. are the lawyers. Donnell Rawlings was the judge. Uh, Melanie Iglesias was the bailiff. So they had it all in place. And Stern calls me, and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't want to do this. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not my personality at all. And he's like, I'm going to ask for crazy money. I go, all right. And he calls me back. They're in for four episodes. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, and then I did it, and it was, yeah. I did not fit in. Sometimes you just have to eat it. Yeah, I just ate it. You just ate it. I ate it. And you're like, hey, maybe there's some good will come out of it. So billions, Miami. Yeah. Just know if I'm well, because they, they never let anything die. Nothing. Nothing will be ever let die. So people, it will. I mean, look at the many saints in Newark. Abortion. That was <laughs> wild. Abortion. If you watched that movie without watching Sopranos, right? I don't understand how you could follow it. I mean, it's crazy. They wouldn't let it die. It's just like we won't let it go. Like the Breaking Bad movie, we didn't need it. No. No one needs it. I even forgot they made that till you just said it's that. It's crazy they made it. They made a Breaking Bad movie. Now, there's good things that came out of Breaking Bad, like Better Call Saul. That's what the- That's the difference. A spinoff can be good, but it very rarely. Now, I don't, you know, I love the guys that created Billions. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think they're fucking awesome. I loved the crew. I love the guys that Billions are about. Yeah. <laughs> you like the guy, Steven. I like the real people behind Steven, but, when we did season one- I it, love his art collection. I, I, I like it, and I liked it. He- Buys a painting for three hundred million and then sells it for like five hundred million a couple of years later. Are you trying to do that? Are you doing a little bit? I'm not doing any of that, but I'm doing like I own a few things, but I don't know what's going to happen. But my schizophrenic mother just died, and we're doing a show with her works. Really? Well, my mother was bedridden and schizophrenic for uh, the last twenty years of her life, but she painted a few things, 
And what we're going to do is fix them up a little bit, give them some political, you know, like put some stuff in there. And then we're going to do, we're going to rent a gallery and so and try to sell it to rich idiots. I fucking love that. The thing when you make a little money, what you realize is that rich people are actually scammed as often as the poor. I think Get probably, it up. Get I think, them up. I think there, probably. Look at that. Oh look my at God. that. If you did an empty Joe. From a schizophrenic mind. Uh, the, the previous one, if you do like an empty Joe Biden head. Yes. No, we're going to do a, <laughs> we might do a bloody Richard Nixon face or something. Uh, that's going to sell. And it could sell. It's, here's what it's going to yeah. sell. It's going to sell to a 24-year-old kid. Yes. Whose dad run, ran yeah. Black Rock right. or fucking one of those things? Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna buy that. My one of my favorite moments with you is we were driving back from a gig. This is fucking like ten years ago, maybe less. We were driving back from a gig and we went by the mental institution and we were on. We were going over the Queensboro Bridge and you just go or the Triborough Bridge and you just go. That's where my mother is. <laughs> you just casually <laughs> pointed at a mental hospital <laughs> as we're driving by, and you go, that's where my mom is. And I was like, whoa, all right. That was fucking out of nowhere. That's where she was for a little bit. And then she got moved. Then she was in Jamaica, Queens. That yeah. was where she was at the end. And I, I said this to you when I saw you in L.A. Uh, a couple months ago in yeah. July or in August. I said, Tim's the only person I know where his success Caught him up to his tastes. Yeah, because you used to go to fancy restaurants. I would no go money. all the time to because because you would need I would need like a pick me up because I was living a, a very broke life for very long. Yeah, and it was like you know I was living with comics and like in shitty apartments, horrible apartments in the showers store. were in the kitchen. Yeah, like legendary in the New York comedy scene. Like the apartment I lived in, like Giannis, Nate, and Laker did a podcast in this apartment. That I lived in with a, a married couple, Justy and JF, who were married. Wait, that's where they used to do their yeah, old podcast? Yeah, 45th between 8th and 9th Avenue. Chris Laker, Giannis, Ted Alexandro, maybe that was the three. I think yeah. Nate also did it. No, like, it was Nate, Laker, and Giannis were the Nate, podcast. Nate, Laker, and Giannis did a podcast in this. Called It Could Be Better or something? Something, and it was in this, it was in this little bit. It was a fifth floor, five-story walk-up. Shower in the kitchen. Crazy. Steam heat, pipes in the room. Your <laughs> yeah. foot would hit it. You'd be burned. Yeah. It, you'd wake yourself up. Rats, bed bugs, I mean, roaches. And then you, you caught, but you would still go to fancy dinners. I would still go to like, go to like a fancy steakhouse and sit there at the bar yeah. and like stare at everybody like, I'm alive. Yeah. And now you yeah. can sell them your mother's painting. Well, that's my plan. My plan is to sell because that. you start realizing how. Much rich people get ripped off because they they just have all this money sitting around and they're they just they need to get rid of it. By the way, that's every documentary. You see every now. documentary It's just a guy that has too much money. Yeah, and then a guy that's kind of smart. Yeah, comes in and just takes their money. Yeah, and then they don't know for years. Like there's this article about get this thing up this Vanity Fair about this guy that pretended to be a Rothschild and he just. Bought a townhouse yes. in Soho, and he and he hung out with like Leo and all these celebrities, right? DiCaprio, all these guys, and all these like finance nepo babies, and all these yeah. European royalty. They were all doing coke in his Soho townhouse, and then he was outed as just being this kind of schlubby Orthodox it. Jew from New Jersey. I love it. But that. here's the deal: that's what you're supposed to do. Yes, like that New York scene should only last for a couple of years. And it should be intense. Yeah. It should be Coke with Leo and Soho. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to get out of there because he got the best of that scene in New York. Yeah. What are you going to do? That gets boring after a while. You got to do it and then get out of it. It's like the drug dealer movie where you know the part of the movie when the drug dealer needs to leave. That's right. If you're like, you walk away right now. That's right. You did it. That whole scene in New York 
Is Which, it, when, yeah. we, when we were going on the road together, right? I had just broken up with a woman yes. that was in that scene. Right. And Tim knew the players yeah, yeah, yeah. the way I know rosters of NFL teams. Well, it's always <laughs> interesting to me, these people that ru- that ra- ran the world. Yeah, because right? one of the girls yeah. that we would talk about, sure. her father yeah. was wealthy beyond... Comprehension. I mean, it was in it, more than $300 million So it's always easily. interested me, like, the people that run the world, especially people we don't know who they are, right? Yeah. Because they uh, don't want you to know who they, they are. No, they don't want any fame. The Lauren Boberts, they, they just- They want it. They want the they fame. They want it. Yeah. But that's why you can be sure she's not controlling anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the American government and you go, oh, and you see it as like a crime syndicate or a mob family, all of a sudden everything makes sense. Yeah. When you see it as like that, if a bill becomes a law, that cartoon <laughs> we all- Then you're like perpetually confused. And yeah. You're going like, I don't understand. How did they get this and that? And then you're like, oh, no, no, no. There's a whole element- that you're not even aware of, you don't even see. Social studies would be more effective in school is yeah. if, if you taught the mafia structure yes. more than oh, yes. the three branches of That's government. That's right. If you're like, this is the Don, this is the Capo, this is, this yeah. is, this is your these soldiers. These are good earners. <laughs> yeah. these are, this right. is how they get made. But I, I always knew, like, I always read about New York rich kids because I grew in, growing up in Long Island as, like, a, a, a Long Island animal. Yeah. You were kind of like interested in what went on in the city. Yeah. And all the city kids went to prep schools. And they all went to rehab by the time they were 13. And they all went to rehab. They were all in private schools. Like my parents tried to get me into Regis, which was like a free private school I couldn't get in. But I was always interested, like these kids that live that life, what happens to them. And the only way to break into that truly is to do what this guy did, which is lie. Yeah. More power to them. Yeah. Because those people want to be lied to. Their life is lies. Their parents lie to them. They lie to each other. Everybody lies in that scenario. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to save face and protect their own interests. So lying is perfect, and you do it until you're found out. And then when you're found out, you just melt back into society. Who cares? And you had your fun. And you know who's I'm not- I'm for it. You know who's not mad they got lied to? Yeah. Those, those rich kids. They don't care. They don't really care. They don't care. It's actually a little fun. Yeah, because they go, oh, my God, there's a story about this His guy. guy. He was just so random. Uh, it was just so random. He and was, it was like so random. Honestly, we were about, that's why we everyone. We were in Anguilla, and I got a text. Oh, dude, it I didn't even so know. It was so random. I remember I didn't know what Anguilla was when I started dating Can you that say the, 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 can you tell the Pierre story? Oh, it's my It's my favorite story. <laughs> it's my favorite story Sorry. that I've ever heard. Because Dan used to take me on the road early, early. Early when he was dating this person, and we would talk about like her. how how out of my depth I was. Yeah, it was I wild. met her. I met her on Raya. I was way out of my depth. Yeah, way out of my depth. I was living under a train in Queens. Right. She refused to come out there. Right. She refused to come she to my apartment. She only visited you like twice. Once. Once. And yeah. she was like, um, right. I'm, I'm not. This yeah. is crazy. You think I'm gonna go to Queens? Which I remember when you told me that in the car, I was like, I agree with her. Yeah. And I was taking a risk because this was the guy I was opening for. I was like, but I agree with her and let me tell you why. <laughs> and so we like, would, let me tell you why. We would go on the road and I would like say it to Tim expecting him to be like, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And instead Tim was like, this lady rules. <laughs> and he also knew. I just love the idea that he goes, so I live in Queens. And she goes, oh, I won't be doing that. Yeah. She goes, I live in Soho. <laughs> You'll be coming here. So. She went to a, uh, it was Friday night. I had spots. Uh, yeah, do a couple shows in the city. She was going to a um, a benefit, as they all do. Right. They all get dressed up and go benefit things that aren't real to society. Right. 
No, it's fake. I truly believe this was to save art work, art in Venice. It was something like, <laughs> like to the point where I talking yeah. shit. I went California like right. as a joke, and they're yeah. like Italy. Right. Um. So I go do my spots. I know that she's going with a friend. This this very wealthy friend. They're both wealthy, but like wealthier. The top dog. Yeah. Where they're going to this benefit. She calls me later, and she's like. Come over. We we we're we're done. I I got home early. Come over. You know, and I was we were fresh into dating, so I was like, yeah, of course I will. And I came over, and her friend was changing. And uh, I went, did you save all the artwork in Venice or whatever? I was kind of being, yeah, you know, just talk a little shit. And uh, <laughs> she goes, it was a wonderful benefit. And they start talking, and her friend's like changing, like taking off her earrings or whatever. And she goes, it was at the Pierre. And then she looks at me, and she goes. It's a hotel. <laughs> like I loved like, it. Like I, I love that. Like I was a small, retarded boy. <laughs> because and here's I, the thing. Here's why you got to have a little empathy for these people. It was great. By their the way. Lives, their lives actually are kind of horrible. Yeah. They're very cold. They have no stakes. They don't really feel. Yeah. They're, it, 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 the lives that you think they have are actually, it, it's weird. They're all in little prisons. Yes. It, it's, it's odd. So it's obviously not like, woe is me, let's feel bad for them, but like, in the full picture of their life, when they do stuff like that, it's kind of funny because you got to realize, like, I always give the example, there's this bathing uh, this beach club in Southampton, the Southampton Bathing Corp. Mm-hmm. They have this tiny little waspy club. They don't let anybody in. They sit on, they got this little stretch of beach in Southampton. They used to run the world. Now the Arabs and the you know Muslims, the Chinese, the yeah. Jews, they all run it. But the wasps just sit there. They got their spots. They got Greenwich. They got whatever. But they're sitting on this little sliver of beach, and there's just these you know Ichabod Crane type dudes. Yes. And the women with white uh, you know white uh, linens on the beach with the little hats reading books, and you realize you're like this little thing. This is all they have. All she has, in addition to the billions, all she has is to go, like, it's a hotel. Like, yeah. and how bored is she of that hotel? Well, And how much does she hate everything? The one thing I realized right. by being around those people, I had never been around those people. Yeah. I'm from the burbs of Denver. But they have the- to exist, and they have to be sociopaths, and they must be cold, and they cannot feel, or we will lose. And that is true. That is literally true. <laughs> that is that is true because the Chinese will win if they are not cold. If they start acting like us, getting on stage, being like, Dead. love me, I'm a girl. You know, if they start doing that, it's <laughs> over. They have to be... They're going to lose their wealth. They're, they're going to lose their power. That's correct. And then we're fucked. And then we're all done. Because I'm at a Waffle House in Aurora. They got to figure it out. They're I'm, building the pops. Yeah, Village Inn <laughs> is just worried about, you know. That's right. Going and getting diner food. You're not. Yeah. But one thing I realized being around those people is. They just can't fuck kids and raise my taxes. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> all, everything they have is great. Yeah. So nothing's good. That's correct. So nothing is ever impressive. Nothing's ever impressive and nothing you know, can ever be, for example, we had lots of talks about, like, what someone's mind, what state someone's, but, like, they have to, their emotions have to be constantly put in check yeah. by the reality in which they exist. They are definitions of, they are economic soldiers. That's right. They're like, you fucking shut the fuck up. That's right. Soldier up. That's right. You're, we're going to destroy that person. And you need them. Here's the thing. Yeah. You cannot have a country where those people are always going to be at the top. Yeah. 
those 10%, whether it's communism, capitalism, whatever, they're always going to be at the top. You just have to make it so that they can't destroy the entire world. Yes. But you, they need to be out there earning, taking risks, being crazy, jumping out of windows occasionally, sending their wife to the institution. Oh, there's people that are there's people that are sent to third world countries when they know too much about them. That's right. They're excommunicated. They got to go. There's children who are cut off that, That's right. that end up doing drugs. Black they sheep. Get, there's all of that because you're right. They are so locked into like, we need to make sure this is okay. It's the food chain. Who are we letting in? It's the food chain, and they always fascinated me. They never want, they don't want people to know about them, and they don't want people to join them. Yeah. And listen, in a perfect world, you'd go, no, society wouldn't be structured around those people, and yet no society ever hasn't been. Yeah. Every society in history those group of people will rise to the top. It's an inevitability. They're American blue bloods. It's an inevitability. They are American royalty on sale right now. Yeah. What's funny, and that's why I call the tour that, because, you know, really you would think American royalty would be a guy that looked like me in a shirt from DXL, <laughs> uh, the same one that Big J. Okerson wears because they make three sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah. They've just given bigger people the choice of three. You go, you go, <laughs> yeah. these are your customs. It's blue, it's yeah. green. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We got. We maybe have slacks coming in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But it's like these people. The more and more I read about them, it's not that I feel bad, like crying. It's that you know, you you know, my friend and his wife, they're teachers, and they live in Long Island, and they have this house they love, and it's a it's a cute little house. They've got these two cute little kids, and they got a yard, and they're so happy, like. They're, they're, they they came to see me, uh, you know, in the, at the Paramount. They were like, they're just such happy people, and they're yeah. so happy for me. And it's genuine. Like, yeah. they're like, you get to do something that, that you like, and like, isn't that awesome? And like, they're just super cool people. And it's like, they are much happier than these people will ever be. Well, Without what, a question. When I was upset about everything, and I yeah. like wrote jokes about it because I was emotional in the moment, I right. realized I was too weak for that world. Yes. I was way too weak for that. that as, as well as am I. Yeah, like I, I- We are, our weakness is our strength because the sensitivity we have to have to do the shit we do. Absolutely. Or look at stuff. Yeah, no, no, that world is, we are bitches. Yeah. You know bitches. what it is? We are the rappers that act like we talk about it. But yes. then you go see the real drug dealers and no, the murderers. No, you're and you not go about like, it. I'm not about that life. <laughs> you're not about it. I'm not about it. And once, once I realized that- I don't that, wish anyone ill will- I Truly. I, I reached out to that after we broke up or whatever. I wrote a joke, and uh, and then I reached out to her, and I was like, hey, sorry about that. I got all, like, emotional about that. Right. And what did just, she say? She was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the thing about those people is they know if they let it seep in. They can't. Even a little. They can't. Even a little. They cannot. You know, you know, marble's very porous. Yeah. I've learned this the hard way. <laughs> when a, a little bit of water seeps in, yeah. causes a real problem. Real problem. So if they let any human emotion seep in, oh. it'll never end. Dude, there was a time. Dude, you know what's great? They, I've read things where every couple of years they fire the nanny for no reason. Yeah. Just so the kid cries and gets used to a new one. Jesus. You got to toughen them up young. Yeah, that really it's is. It's wild, dude. <laughs> it is. It's wild. That is like Conan the Barbarian. They're like, My put him on the wheel of sorrow. just didn't know... Where I was going to school half the time when I was a kid, like they're like, we don't know. I like first day of school. I'm like, which school do I go to? My dad's like, I don't know. One of the two in the town. <sighs> like they didn't know. Like they, these people, everything is is in, in, intricately planned. Yeah, everything. They're not gonna date a comedian. At one no. point, at one point we were dating. She goes, 
So what are you just gonna do comedy the rest of your life? Right. And you're like, if I'm if I'm lucky. Right. She was like, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know about that. Why don't you go get more money somehow? Yeah. But that's what they want. But th- a woman like that, you realize what she has to deal with. One day, she's gonna be in the Hamptons. She's gonna be sitting there at night, and she's gonna have taken a Valiant, perhaps I don't know. And she'll yeah, have whatever a, new things out, it'll be new. She'll it'll have a half a glass of Chardonnay. The, you know, she'll be cooking, as they say, <laughs> and she'll be kind of you know the waves will be getting hazy, and the dune grass will be blowing. <laughs> And then her husband's going to come in and go, honey, listen, shh, just so you know, we did 9-11 again. Yeah. And she's just going to have to look straight ahead. She's going to have to, he has to go, we need a little more money. So we kind of did like a 9-11 type thing. And and, and he's going to go, you know, and I, he goes, I just want to tell you because I love you. And she's going to have to go, okay, was it for the best? Yeah. And he's going to go, yeah. And she goes, okay. Can and, we go to Rome? Yeah. <laughs> I yes. think that's great. You should call your sister. She's coming out next uh, next week. I want a summer in the Riviera next yeah, year. Because they're gonna, she's going to look forward. She's not going to hear whatever he says. Now, maybe it's that he did 9-11. Maybe it's that he cheated on her. Maybe it's that he's never loved her. Maybe yeah. it's that uh, the doctor said that she's not going to be able to have the third because baby. My whore has a... Pr- yes. my, my whore's pregnant. Yeah, maybe it's that the New York Post is writing an article about the, all the dirty things he's been doing in the sex club. I, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> Whatever it is. I got caught at the orgy club. She can hear it but not feel it. You know in war movies where they show flashbangs go off? Yes. And it shows the guy talking to the, like in Save a Primary Eye. Yeah. Like he's talking, but they can't hear anything. That's where they get on Valium. Yeah. Those people, that's where they get on White Wines and Valium. Because like our boomer parents were like, made jokes about farting and bodily functions, and they would cry and yell and scream, and their emotions ran the day. And yeah. they were hormonal, and they would be taking pills to get their hormones in check or whatever. And it's just these women are, you know, stoic, cold, statuesque. Yeah. I, watched, I, resp- I respect the hell out of a cold bitch. I mean, my God, my grandmother, uh, I just learned, finessed me out of, like, $60,000. Fuck yeah, how? And I was like, that is some old school. As Luis Gomez would say, real ass dude of the week. <laughs> dude, I'm talking about from the Great Depression, from Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, like, this woman... Uh, 95, about to be 96, broken hip, would not let me. So for 12 or 13 years, I've been giving her money. I've been giving her about 1500 a month. Yeah. Because she told me all I have is Social Security. She lives in a very poor county in California. Right. She's like, I need money. Without you, I wouldn't pay my bills. Without you, I wouldn't have food. So I gave her money, and I was like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd always be like, why don't you add me on the bank account? Why don't you have me on the bank account so I can deposit the money a little bit easier? And she's like, nah, 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 don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. We keep sending her money, and then she fell and broke her hip, and she had to go to a facility because she's 95, and so she's getting rehabbed. And I had to get her enrolled for Medi-Cal. I had to, like, start, yeah. like, looking into it. And I was like, hey, I need to get onto your bank account. And she was like, nah, I don't know. And then her neighbor was like, you know, I knew her neighbor was on the bank account. And I was like, hey can you give me this information that I need? And he's like, yeah, hey, I also just want to tell you real quick, about seven years ago, your grandmother was like, well, I can't put Dan on the bank account because if he finds out what's in my bank account, he'll stop sending me money. Great. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. Amazing. And then I'm I'm getting all the information, and then her neighbor calls me, and he's like, all right, I got the bank. He gives me the bank, the numbers of the bank accounts, and he says, in savings, she has $7,000. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's way more than I thought she had. Right. And he goes, well, in checking, she has $62,000. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> and she's underwater on her mortgage. 
but she's got the money. But because Medi-Cal, they yeah. do like a five-year check of finances. Audit, yeah. They do an audit. I can't take that money out. Yeah. She got you. Got me. She got you. She got me. So now I'm paying. <laughs> will you now conf- I'm paying. Will you confront her on the air? <laughs> yeah, dude, if we could get a hold of her, yeah, I would just love go in that. there with cameras. Just her with her smoky Whole eyes. seven on your side. You're like, one of those, you know, one of those local news, news guys. Local news goes, guys. I'm Danger Buster Mike Russ. Is it true you had this? And she's like, hey. Dude, she would do small stuff yeah. that my fiance was like, dude, she's she's mentally fucked. She would call me by my dead father's name. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm not Gary. And she'd right. be like, okay. I was like, this bitch. She really was, it was like a she's, Spartan. She's good. It was like Spartan training. She knows how to do it. She was like, let go of your emotions, you pussy. Yeah, she knows how to do it. But I, it was wild. When I found that out, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of impressed with the hustle. Yeah, of course. You have to respect it. Do you ever speak to the woman you used to date? No. No, of God, course no. not. It's, yeah. been, it's been, it's been like 10 years. It's been so long. She's got like a family. I think she's fine. She's I'm like, sure she's I bet she doesn't fine. even remember she dated She me. probably doesn't. It was probably the, just a blip on the radar. It, it was and like, she'll call you an actor. She'll go, I did it an actor. <laughs> just because comedy, comedian doesn't even exist in her world. Dude, I remember specifically going to the, we were at the cellar. Yeah. Right? This is while we were, I was at the cellar while we were dating. And her friend, the top dog that we all know, that, yeah. that you love, it's a hotel. Yes. Her. Uh, they were out at dinner. Yeah. And the girl I was dating was like, uh, I was like, hey, I'll do my set at the cellar. You live close by. I'll come over. And she was like, great. Uh, we're at dinner. She's like, what's going on at the cellar? I was like, well, Chris Rock just walked in, so I probably got bumped. And she was like, oh, so-and-so is friends with Chris Rock. Of course. Yeah. Of course. We'll come by. Uh, I'll meet you at home or whatever. Or I'll meet you at my place. Fine. They show up. Yeah. And she's like behind, she's behind Top Dog. And, yeah. and she's like, I told her she just wants to come here. She wants to see Chris or whatever. And they walked in and immediately I became like a butler. Right. Chris Rock was like, go find them seats. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I go find them seats. The girl I'm dating stands out in the hallway with me or whatever. Yeah. The other, the other girls wanted to watch Chris go up and I, I go upstairs. The girl I'm dating is down the hall and I go upstairs to the table and he goes, you need to date top dog or whatever. And I go, Oh, but I'm dating your friend. Right. And he goes, no, no, no. She's the one with the money. <laughs> He's like, right. Yeah, he was. He's right. Your friend, the girl you were dating certainly had respectable money, but not like her friend. <laughs> no. There is a difference. And if you're going to marry a reptile, <laughs> do one with a lot of scales. You know? yeah, like, do it with the biggest tail. Do it with the biggest tail. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was so out of my element. I was so. It's incredibly, the more and more you read, like I read that article, I thought it was very interesting. And it's like, really the whole world of the New York scenester kids comes down to like, Doing blow in a townhouse, fake art bullshit, and fucking travel. And knowing famous people. And knowing famous mm-hmm. people. And that just traveling can... around and, like, having a fake uh, uh, fashion line or a fake uh, handbag company, S- fake sunglass company. Something. Something that's not real that gives you the license to just go, hey, I'm going to suck on my trust fund. Yeah. But I, I got this dream to make fucking, you yeah. know. I'm going to do slinkies. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing gonna do, slinkies. I'm doing designer slinkies. <laughs> I'm doing di- designer slinkies that are going to help. <laughs> they're, all, yeah. they're, they're platinum and they go down these large and then marble staircases. there's always staircases. a photo on their Instagram of them handing one to a kid in the third world. Yeah, and they <laughs> like, go like, don't forget, these are actually sourced <laughs> yeah. in places where yeah. we can do good. Yeah, it's not just about making money. It's about doing good. 
die. But also, that is America. Absolutely. That is America. That is like... The reason we, I've been saying this on stage, but it's true. The reason we cheer when jets fly over at NFL games right. is because they're not bombing us. That's right. There's, Thank you. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Go Bengals. Right. And you're like, after that, right. fucking pass you by. It's a good point. And it's also why we love the military. The military is doing dirt that we would never want to know they're doing. Right. But it keeps us safe. It it, keeps, well, we think it does. Sometimes, we think most it of does. the time it does. Sometimes it keeps us safe. Sometimes it is you know you know what keeps us rich yeah the it f- keeps us rich and rich is safe and what's funny is we're in the entertainment business which oftentimes inflates its own importance oh it's disgusting like when you see how many people that we know yeah. had in-depth knowledge of the wga strike and the in the sag strike yeah and then i would go to my friend's house who is completely out of the business they wouldn't even know they didn't even know a strike was happening they had no idea they had zero idea a strike was right. happening and they're like, oh, cool, what's the problem? I remember I was talking to somebody in L.A. after the, uh, uh, I don't know what it was, but we were, we were sitting there. It was after some award show where somebody made some political speech. I was like, oh, you know, a lot of people are getting sick of that stuff. They go, here's when some of that started, when Tina Fey did Sarah Palin on SNL. Made her very likable. It, it made, well, they also felt like it made fun of her in a way that, like, Hollywood destroyed her chances of being a vice president. I'm like, well, she kind of also did that herself. Yeah. But they liken Tina Fey's impression of her to the moment when America started seeing her as a moron. Yeah. And they have put, like, I mean, Adam McKay has said things, and I respect Adam McKay. I think he's great. But, like, he said something once, like, I don't want to make certain types of comedies anymore because, like, they, he was like, well, you, you know, you have these empty guys in suits that are on in Anchorman, but they're also the guys that started the Iraq War. It's like, no. It's like, it, 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 it's not that. I just think that, like, what ends up happening is, Listen, it's important to to care about the stuff you're doing, but like you can't give it meaning beyond what it has. The movie Don't Look Up. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. Right. I thought it was it sucked its own dick for the entire movie. Yes. I remember uh Katie and I were watching it with my mom and we like turned it off. Yeah. We were like, this is kind of sucks. Right. And it was just when it came out. It was around Christmas. It just came out. And then Katie was like, That sucked, right? And I was like, Yeah, that was horrible. And then we looked and all, like, Schumer and all these people are like, this is so important. You guys need to watch this. And it was all, like, all these famous people that were, like, in the mix being like, this is brilliant. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're perpetuating it because you need it to be important. You need it to be important. You need it to be important because if it's not, then it kind of shows that you're a little disconnected. Yeah, I think it's like people just having each other's back. That's what it is. Having each other's back because- it's, it's a mafia. mafia. It's people going like, hey, man, you come out and the whatever nonsense I do six months or a year from now, you come out and tell that's, people they need to see see that. That's important. That's exactly what it is. When, that's a, when I, Amy Schumer does uh, Will, Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory from a female perspective, <laughs> she wants Willa, people. Willy yeah, Wonka? Yeah. When she does Willy Wonka. She wants the McKay crew to be like, you have to see this. This is so important. God, it matters. What if a woman ran a chocolate yeah, factory? Yeah, and the Oompa Loompas are all regular height. They're all, and they're not orange. Right, not even no, a little. That, that's, that's out. And they're not even white. I'm, I'm really excited, though. I think after the strike, I think, you know, we've got some stuff we're working on now that, you know, might have a real shot. I, and, and I know that our friends are doing really cool stuff. 
I think maybe, you know, let's get back to funny. Yeah, I really think there's like And I a, think that's coming back. That's the prediction. I think people are starting to get sick of, like, the messaging. Yeah, they just want funny, and I think, like... Just be, like, funny. People are... That'll be okay. I think that's the what we're going yeah. into is just uh, there's an not a great. There's not a greater... Groucho Marx wasn't trying to show depth. Right. There's an elephant. No, when like you that. have all these meetings right. in LA, they're like, "But what is it really about?" Right. That was. They're like, "What is the? But you know what? what it, it, you know, like, what is it about? It's got to be about something." And you what? go, "You know, here's the deal. It's about that. It's fucking funny. It's about it's a dog that gets boners yeah. when it's around motorcycles, right? It's, and it's just going to be funny. It's, about. it's just going to be funny. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's like, but the, these people, you know." I had a meeting with the president of CBS during the strike, and I did it because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I didn't I didn't sign any deals. There was no money exchanged, but I just like this woman because I like people that have a, a few. A, I like a little uh, people that have a little coin. Well, you also like to get in the room. I you, like to get in the room. You like to get in the room with the people I, that, that I like to get in the room because you know what? It doesn't matter. They're no. not they're not buying what I'm selling. No. But it's fun to just get in the room and they're like, and who is this? And what what makes what's great about you is yeah. you get in the room, you have the meeting. Yeah. And then you come on the show and you tell the people. No, what- it's just to waste everyone's it's to waste <laughs> everyone's time. Yeah. And they know it is. Yeah. They know it's it's everyone's yeah. time's being wasted and they know it. Yeah. Because 90% of their job is that. It's just fake nonsense meetings, wasted time. So I was in a room with her, and I like her, and she's a really good woman, and I will do a, a guest spot on that show, Ghost, which I've never heard of. <laughs> Not the black one. I'll do the black one, too, but it's the other one. I don't know what it is. But I, if they let me on it, I'll do it. And I'm not that bad. I'm a decent actor. I'm, you're actor. better. You're much better. No, no, no. You're Stop a good actor. It. That, let's, well, We're that's, doing the L.A. thing. We're starting to do it. But I'm, I'm good protect, enough. I'll protect I'm good your enough. thing. You protect my thing. You're on a whole show. I'm good enough to come in a little. You let me in a little now. And uh, I was sitting with this woman, and she's a nice woman, and she's going, um, you know, she's going, she goes, what we're really trying to do here at CBS is how they talk. She goes, she goes, hi, it's so good to see you. Yeah. She goes, we're all so excited. You're so we're, funny. We're all so excited. It's the best. She goes, we're all so excited. She goes, and we want the strike to end. They turn around like this. She's like, we really want this to end because, you know, NCIS is in its 22nd year. Oh we're going to do a lot of reality. She goes, but I'll tell you, she goes, she's a sweet woman. She goes, she goes, I'll tell you this. She goes, I love broadcast television. I just love it. A lot of people, you know, they're saying it's dead. And she goes, but I just love it. I, and she goes, and I said, I said, but she goes, and we want to make things here that are about something, you know, we want, you know, like, what's it really about? I yeah. always ask that question. She goes, What's it about? I mean, she's the president, by the way. This yeah. is what, by the way, you know who else asked that question? My mother. Uh, she's the president. She goes, she goes, I ask her, can you imagine? Like, she's just walking around yeah. CBS pointing at things going, what is that? What's what is that, that, that about? What is it about? NCIS, what's that about? Naval rape? Yeah. Like, it. what's that about? What's that about? Drew Barrymore has a brain injury? Like it. Um, what's that about? But she goes, she goes, and I said, I said, but you need to make things that are a joy to watch. You have to cut it out now. I said, I'm saying it right to the president. I go, you have to cut it out now. Yeah. You have to make things that are a joy to watch. And she smiled and she went, you're right. She goes, you're right. And I go, they're, they're not going to be with me. They're probably not going to be with me. It's probably not going to be with me. Statistically, it's not going to be with me. No. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You have to make things that are a joy to watch. You can't just, you can't 
drown everything in meaning so that everybody's fucking like, what is going on? Well, what's funny Stop is- Stop making everything so heady. When they try even to make something heady, and they, they want to do that, but when you give them something that she they- She goes like this. She goes, she goes, we're really excited about a new reality show called Raid the Cage. No. It's, she goes, Raid the Cage, you're stuck in a cage. It's like you're on Santa's, she goes, I call it Santa's Workshop on crack. You go in there and you try to grab as many prizes as you can, and if you can't, they just let you out. She's like, it's like a combination of something I forgot what she said she's like it's a combination of like Jeopardy and Supermarket Sweep she goes we're very excited about that and then she's like we also have Las Libras and she had like a Spanish accent yeah. and she goes that's like a Mexican Wheel of Fortune yeah. and I went thank you for your time and I got the parking validation and but I'm open to ch- to uh, working with them. Thank but you. I like that you uh, you got you got to button it with. I am o- I am open to working with them. Yeah, I am open to it. It's starting to get to the point now where they're making things that Thirty Rock wrote jokes about. That's correct. Where like Thirty Rock was like, oh, I think Milf Island didn't they actually do that? They made that show, and it was a joke on 30 Rock. I mean, it was absolutely a it's joke. crazy. Yeah, you see that, and you're like, it's fucking nuts. Well, they have a new naked dating show on HBO. Naked Attraction, Naked right? Attraction, yeah, and, like, yeah. parents are flipping out because, like, I guess people are, like, just talking shit about each other's genitals. That's and they're, so great. And I think parents find that. I think parents are basically like, hey, you know, we've talked about. what's it about? Yeah. <laughs> but what's Naked Attraction what's about? It? Let's see, this is the Hollywood Reporter uh, talking Let's about find the Naked one. Attraction, the new oh, of course it's full a... frontal new dating show, and it's coming to Max. And it's all, of course, emoji-based. Right. It's a blurred out. Yeah, here we go. I've never met anybody like this before, and I didn't know where to look. One of the UK's most infamous dating shows has been causing quite the stir overseas after being quietly added to the Max streaming service. The streamer added six seasons of Naked Attraction, a game show which debuted in 2016. In each episode, a single chooser critiques and eliminates six potential dates, standing on a stage by scrutinizing their fully nude bodies, which are gradually revealed one part at a time, with faces revealed last. US viewers are just starting to stumble upon this series, which was released without a trailer or media fanfare, and let's just say the reactions were priceless. One viewer wrote, this is the craziest I ever watched on TV. 35% of all fatal accidents occur uh, between 6 p.m. and midnight. People aged 25 to 34 have the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. People aged 15 to 24 had the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all age groups. You can talk on this. We don't have the camera on him, but you can say something. This is, this is depressing. It's not great, but... <laughs> Here's what makes it less depressing. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Do you know what Morgan & Morgan is? <laughs> um, lawyers? It's America's largest injury law firm. Nice. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. With over $15 billion recovered. This is not Dan Soder, by the way. It's Red Comp. You, who you, can't just, you can just hear, right? They've recovered over $15 billion for over 300,000 clients. What do you think about that? Do they give any to the clients or just kept it? Well, come on. I mean, they get a little cut, but they only they only get a cut if you win. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's a good point. It's, if uh, they don't earn, they don't eat. They got to get a taste. They got to get a taste. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. It really is. Have you ever been injured in a car? Well, you... I cut my thumb open at a Boy Scout camp. I didn't sue him though. I should have. I should have gotten Morgan and Morgan. But in a car, you fell asleep and you went. You oh, I cra- you're right. I did crash into the federal officers. Yeah, I fell. Asleep. Yeah. But what, um, how did that get adjudicated? They just they just told me like they they gave me they they tested my uh, breath and then I was fine. So they just get out of here. Go tow it away. You slob. 
If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Tim or dial pound law, pound 529. I'm sure glad they didn't hire Morgan & Morgan. I, they, I, you're very lucky they didn't. <laughs> go to forthepeople.com slash Tim, T-I-M, or pound law. That's pound 529. Will they pound help? 529. Will they, they, will they help me sue my wife, or is that only... Did she hit you with a car? I mean, she could. If she does, then they will. What if we set something up? We're like, we're like yeah, we can all get, we can all get uh, wet with it. You know? Everybody can get their beak wet, but yeah. you got to be discreet about that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. We're not going to tell. Everybody, everybody. Who am I going to tell? Everybody scratches everybody else's back. <laughs> Forthepeople.com slash Tim Dial Pound Law 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Shows like this, I think things like this, is this the, have we hit the wall? Like this is full frontal naked dating. What is next? Penetration on camera. Yeah. That's, that's where a good it is. Point. It just, that's, it's like the episode of Always Sunny. Yeah. Where Dennis goes, we show it. Yeah. We show penetration. That's the next thing. It's it's leading there. Because it's getting to a point now where to shock people, you have to go so far. You have to show a beheading. I know. I was talking to this kid. There was a kid in a, I was in Raleigh at Good Nights, and there was a kid in the crowd, 23 years old. I was talking to him about 9-11. I was, yeah. uh, I was doing a bit about 9-11, and I said, like, what does that mean to you? And he goes, I grew up with Al-Qaeda beheading videos. Right. This does nothing. It's, right. It doesn't make me feel anything. Right. I'm dead to it. Yeah. And it really is. There's, uh, well, my friend's son had a little group of friends. They were like in their mid-teens in LA. They're all black-eyed, as they say in the Big Lebowski, black-eyed nihilists. They yeah. really are just. They don't care. They just watch, you know, as Eddie, the great Eddie Pepitone would say, they just watch, you know, he goes, most people just go to somebody's house now, they watch a car accident and yeah. leave. You know <laughs> what I mean? so like, funny. They just hold the phone. So it's like, it is. Getting to that point where it's like scary. Do you think it comes back around? Do you think it gets to? This I point hope where it's- it. I I think what could be coming is a. I personally believe going back to the eighties. This is what I believe: the tolerance for lethargy, yeah, for being a big fat slob that has no money, is going at like the tolerance for being a mess, a hot mess, yeah, is going to go away. Yeah, I think people are going to want people with who have their lives together, who are in better shape who are, you know, maybe not celebrating all of their imperfections all the time, not wearing them as a badge of honor, people yeah. that are... So you think shame will come back? I think partially yes, because I think that, like everything else, it is a little bit of a pendulum, and it swung very far 
in one direction. I don't think it's made anybody happier. No. I think that's the problem. I think the freedom to be as licentious as you want, to be as crass as you want, as vulgar as you want, uh, you know, I don't think that's made people necessarily happier. No. I think it's made them more aware of the benefits actually of being more, you know, traditional, to be honest. And I think you're going to see it's going to swing back to where the, you need order. Yeah. And what we've done is we've really opened the Pandora's box of chaos up. Well, now chaos is like a mood. Right. Oh, my God, it's a mood. It's a mood, and you could see it with the increase in mental health problems, the yeah. increase in depression and anxiety, the amount of teenagers that are really going through it, the the, the social media addiction, the uh, porn addiction, the people that have erectile dysfunction that are in their early 20s because they've been jerking off so much. It, you know, it's, it's wild to it's me. It's wild. It's wild to me that men in their 20s need a blue chew. Well, a lot of them have been jerking off since they're 13 to, like, the craziest type of porn you've ever seen. Yeah. They're for us, desensitized. For us, it was like, oh, shit. You would, like, gradually right. build up and see yeah. stuff and be like, whoa. This is a full-on assault. Yeah. I think it's actually going to go back the other way to where people are seeing the value now in, in religion. Mm -hmm. And that can have negative impacts, too. Absolutely. I when mean, that gets fused. Historically, a lot of historically, negative Historically, a lot of them, right? Yeah. But there is some value as an organizing principle to people having some type of faith-based outlook. Yeah. And some type of moral code, wherever that comes from. If you destroy all of that and you decide that the world is just who can dominate who, yeah, you're going to have a big problem. And you, you, a lot of the problems that we're seeing right now come from that. If you make the world about, if it's just people eating other people, yeah, and there's no code, and there's... No architecture for morality that people can live in, understandably. You know, you're going to get a lot of unintended consequences. You're going to get uh, a, a crazy religious fascist type of backlash. That's one. Yeah. Or you're going to get just the type of, you know, schizophrenic, uh, you know, public space we have now where it's like complete craziness where everyone's darting around where it's like where it's like Ukraine this that you know gender's completely invented <sighs> this and that it's like what do you think about uh access to people do you think there is a benefit in limiting your ability to have access to someone because you know when we started doing stand up yeah. and which is not even it's not longer than 20 years yeah it was well if you want to see me you got to come to a live show right you can't check in on me on instagram you can't right. check on twitter you can't do snapchat you can't do any of this is there a benefit in having limited access to entertainment it depends to, what you want like sugar yeah if you have a limited amount of sugar sure it can be fine it can be very I enjoyable i think people should scale back their consumption of, I, I think what's happening is our brains are being programmed by algorithms. Yeah. They're being programmed by these tech companies. It's very easy to say, shut them off. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, shut it off. It's much tougher when you're being raised with a phone since you're 11 and now you're 25. Um, it's somewhat inescapable. Yeah. The drum beat. But for me, I think that, for example, every issue that I try to talk about on the show 
I try to make it funny, but I also try to think about like, what do I think about this issue completely divorced from anything I've read about it or consumed? Like, let so me what's your pure thought of it? Not what, yeah, not, like, what are you influenced? When I hear something's going on, I want to know, I want to f- have an intuition, could be wrong. Yeah. But I want to have an instinct. I, I don't want to not have instinct. You want to feel it in your gut. That's right. I want to have an intuition. I And I, I want to base that on the life that I've lived. I, I don't want to necessarily always, I don't want that to go unchecked, but I don't want to destroy that. What I see happening over and over again, people are destroying their innate sense of what is true and, and not, yes. what is right and wrong, what is real and fake. And it can happen if you surrender that impulse and give it to a corporate media that wants to program you or tech companies that want to program you any different way. Yeah. Because I have an instinct. When I, when everyone in America, when the people that I've seen in Beverly Hills spit on valets and go, get my fucking car, when they all have Ukrainian flags outside of their house and they go, we care about the Ukraine, yeah. I go, I find this, in, this is just curious to me. Yeah. It's just curious that the worst people in the world became humanitarians overnight. <laughs> Why? Why? Why were the people that pushed the Iraq war really into pushing the Ukraine war? Not to say that the Ukraine... It's not a tragedy. People aren't dying. I just want to understand, without the media, without the programming, why did these people, the ones we're talking about, without emotion, why are they all of a sudden invested in this one conflict when we've got so many in the world, when Yemen, there's thousands, millions of people have died, and they care, the Palestinians, the this, the that, they really care, and this, we're only reporting on this, we're only talking about this, and I'm going, okay, as an American, we've never had a war with Russia. Putin's never invaded this country. He was the first leader after 9-11 that called us. I'm not saying Putin's a good guy. I'm not saying he's a, a poet. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying since, for the last four years, all we've heard is Russia, 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 Russia. They're fixing the elections. Yeah. They're coming to kill you. They're going to get you. It's the Russians. Trump's an asset of Russia. They just invaded the Ukraine because Putin's a lunatic. He's crazy. Then you start reading about it and looking into it and go, oh, it's very complicated. It's not really just like that, but it it really benefits people if you are able to just, if they can whip and you just go, yeah. Yeah. You go, Ukraine, that's right. Give them a trillion dollars and let's go. Let's fight Russia through the Ukraine forever. There's a benefit right now in modern culture of understanding how stupid you are. Right. And knowing that you can't get into something. That's right. There's stuff that I'm like, that's that's out of my pay grade. Right. I don't understand that. Right. I don't, I, so, don't so I don't have an opinion on it. Right. Because I don't have any knowledge on it. That's right. So how the fuck do I know? That's why I don't talk about, you know, one of the big topics of comedy I can't touch is male-female relationships. I don't really talk about that. You can't be like, when you go on a date with a girl. I can't. She, yeah. I don't. I don't. That's not so. That's a huge. But you also, but you do understand humanity. I understand humanity. So it's basically like your car can get to a certain. That's uh, right. It can get to a certain speed. Maybe not up to speed with that exact. So I can talk about Harry and Meghan because they're con artists, and I love con artists. Exactly. So then I go, okay, that's a relationship I can understand because it's based on conniving, uh, con. uh, You know that I get. I'm in it. I'm loving it. But other things, like, I, I just to step out of it because I go, that's not where my experience is. Yeah. And so I just, you know. There, there is what's lost 
two things that are lost in modern culture are the art of going away. Yeah. Because now it's like, stay on it, make money, keep making money, push more stuff. Don't ever fucking go away. If you go away, you're done. But that's right. not, it's not actually true. what it, it always used to be. People like you if you go away. If you go away and come back. Yeah. You get the, you get the, he's back. Right. You get to return. Well, Burnham does that brilliantly. 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 And, and, and in a way that you're like, oh, he understands what he's doing. Right. As opposed to someone that overstays their welcome. Right. And then people aren't understanding why they, there's, there's a, uh, there's like a, they know they hate you, but they don't know why they hate you, but they still watch your stuff. Right. They don't realize that familiarity breeds contempt. So well, that's they're a like, good point. So they're like, I don't know why I fucking hate this person. It's like, because they're in your ear right. all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You can have loyal fans. We were, sure. we were kind of talking about this, about yeah. the unhealthy relationship sometimes yeah. that people can have to certain forms of entertainment. For sure. I'm a wrestling fan. That's right. like one of the most toxic fandoms yeah. out there because they're like, I want it to go like this. And it's like, but you're the fan. Right. You're supposed to just, enjoy, but people don't yeah. understand that the the idea of going away, and also the idea of saying, "I don't know, I don't right. know, I, 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 I don't have an opinion on." That. I think that, like everything else, right now, what is essentially a snapshot feels like, you know, forever. Yeah, like everybody's looking at the dynamics of the current landscape, going. This is everything. And it's not because, like, everything changes all the time. People's tastes change. Their habits change. What people consumed for hours, they might consume much less of. They might still love. They might find, a, you know, a new way to enjoy something. It, it's just what happens. I, I realize it in my own life. Like, sometimes I want to binge shows, and then sometimes I don't want to watch shows at all. Sometimes you just want to read. I just want to watch something once a week. So it's really the way I consume stuff is not the same. Also, you have no idea how things are going to shift. Yeah. You have no idea. Very few people can guess how things are going to shift. That's right. I worked for radio. I worked in radio for years. I worked at a rock station from 2002 or three to like 2009. And in 2009, if you would have told me, I was being like, radio's dead. Right. No one's going to be good in radio. Without any idea that podcasting was going to become Huge. the new radio. Right. It was going to become bigger than radio probably has ever been. Right. You don't know that, you know? Right. And so here we are doing stand-up, which has stayed the same, but we keep talking about, like, you know, Katie and I were talking about um, sexual innuendos. Yeah. When you watch, like, 1950s late shows, or you watch, like, early Carson, when they were dirty, it was very smart. Because they had to be dirty without being dirty. Right. I wonder if we return to that. I, I wonder yeah. if we return to a place where people are like, yeah, I want to be offended, but make it creative. I think people eventually will go back to what is good. Yeah. I have to believe that. I mean, I hope. Fuck, I, I hope. I mean, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the hope. And the hope is that we, you know, like what we make. I do this show because I, I think it's good, and I do it predominantly by myself. I think that I do things that are funny and that I like it. I can leave and go, this was good. I, if it wasn't good, I wouldn't do it. I have enough money. I do it because I think it's good, and I hope I, it is. I think you've just touched on the actual what 
what the actual thing is going to be. And I think as we move forward, especially for younger kids that haven't seen it, the yeah. kids that were maybe born in the 2005 or whatever, and they're growing up right. now, authenticity is going to be a very important thing. Yeah. Because they've been lied to by everybody. Right. So when they, you're very authentic. Yeah. That's one thing about your show that you cannot argue. Right. You are you. Yeah. Like I've known you for a long time. Yeah. This show is you. Right. This is like, Tim, if 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 you showed me us talking right here on the couch yeah. ten years ago, I'd be like, yeah, that's Tim. Right, right. That's Tim. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. who. Th- this conversation we had was the conversation we had when we were driving up to Vermont. Yeah, to it's do like Vermont the thing Comedy that Club. people say to me, like, "Why you and Joe Rogan get together? It's really good." I go because we would have that conversation without a. Microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you look at the people that are doing very well, the Shane yeah. Gillises, and you know, there's there's super funny people. Yeah. That are very authentic. That's right. who he is. Yeah. And that's, that's what people want. Yeah. I, I think people are sick of being uh, marketed to. Yeah. Of being like, are you a guy? Do you like this shit? Right. Well, I'm going to talk to you about this shit. Right. As opposed to just being like, hey, I like this. I don't like this. Right. And you find people who gravitate to No, there's them. nothing grosser than being a brand yeah. or a product. And that I think the influencer thing, people are kind of looking at it going like, hey, man, do you know... I understand making money. I understand sure. doing ads. I got tons of ads on the show, but my ads are funny. Yeah. If you go, the, the 80% of the ads I've read on the show have been fucking funny, genuinely funny, because I get bored. There is, yeah. There is a slice of entertainment right now that is, um, I, I just want to say taken over by influencer brain yeah. where people are like, I can, I can sell that. That, that falls into my, in a way that's like not authentic. Where they're like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever. That's money. I'm, I, it, when it goes against stuff I, I believe. I think the transactional nature of some of that stuff, yeah. when I watch, and people are just marketing a lifestyle. Yeah. They go like, look at me. I'm at a party. Yeah. I'm in Venice at a party. There's people I've seen that Have are you like, ever gone to parties? I'm on a beach. There's people that- Into I, a beach? I've seen people that do the, I'm doing stand-up. Right. That shot of like, yeah. hey, look at me. It's like, well, are you yeah. telling jokes? Yeah. Or are you- are you just taking a video to yeah. show people that a lot of people have shown up to watch you talk? So the them. marketing of lifestyle, which I see on Instagram, which a lot of people do, yeah. where they're going like, "Hey, don't you want to be me? Don't isn't my life so fun?" That immediately I go, "But your life's not that." I know. I go, "You're just showing us that. You're showing because I know you and I've seen you do coke and I've seen you say to me, "I have can't get anything going on." Yeah. But your life isn't. What it's you're showing, dude. There's, uh, I'll go on the road. I don't have TikTok on my phone, but I, I'll come. Yeah. I'll come home and Katie will be like, I found she finds like crazy shit. Yeah, that we watch together and, and laugh at. And there's this uh, Irish woman. I think she's Irish or she's yeah. British, and she's like into the clubs and she makes drinks. Yeah. And she's like, this is what we're drinking. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know there, this woman. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's great. She pours like a fucking cup of vodka. Yeah, and then we'll take it down and like mix it and drink yeah. it. Yeah, but she just shows that. She just shows that. And Katie and I were watching that, and I was like, I want to see the real. Ver- I want to see her hungover being like. Oh, I fucking threw up 14 right, right. I'm shitting uh, blood. I'm shitting blood, mate. Yeah. It's fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I want to see, show us the, show us everything. Yeah, no, they won't do that. I, 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 I we were sitting in Giannis once in a, in a, a restaurant, Casa Vega in LA. We were seeing the, the Kardashians, Kim, Chloe, Scott, and the mom. And they were all sitting there and the cameras were on them and not one person in this restaurant cared. 
Nobody looked over. Everybody was just like eating yeah. quesadillas and fucking, you know, combo platter number two. Yeah. And nobody cared. And then they got up and just very unceremoniously walked out of this restaurant. And I, I something hit me. I was like, how much money do you need? How much money do we're at a billion dollars? You were still sitting in a Mexican restaurant with cameras watching you eat guacamole. What are you afraid of losing? What? And that's your thing about like not going away. These motherfuckers have been on TV for 15 years. What do you think will happen if you take a season off and let other people eat guacamole on camera? Bill Watterson, yeah. who made Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. made undeniably one of the greatest comic strips of all time of 10 years and went away. Yeah. Doesn't do it anymore. Right. Just stop doing it. He didn't come back and do like Calvin and Hobbes are back at school. Right. And things are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Calvin's got a cell phone. It's yeah. like stop doing all that. No, he shit. just did it. He just did it, left it. But here's what I will say. If you're not doing anything good, like let's be honest, the Kardashians don't really do anything good. Well, they don't make anything. So but here's what's impressive. How much of it there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's either, you know, because if it's not good, if you can't isolate a good thing, just make a lot of it. You go, the rain must be long. That is fucking perfect. The rain must be long. It's not a quality product, but there's a lot of product. There's a lot of product. We are back ordered on it. We've got more. We've got some in the warehouse. And and we'll walk it out to your car. And tell me, young Tim. Yeah. 08, 09, you're selling, you know, some some pride mortgages in Long Island. Yeah. If someone went, I I don't have good Coke. Yeah. But I got a kilo of shit Coke. You'd yeah. be like, well, let's do the shit Coke. Absolutely. Because that's what it is. Absolutely. It, it comes down to that. Because sometimes at the end of the day, you have to look at things and be very honest. There's people out there that can really do good stuff. Some can do great stuff. And some can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, if that ain't on a fucking t-shirt at the boardwalk. And those Kardashians are doing a lot of stuff. It's all That's They're all they do. They're doing a lot of stuff. Because think about it. They hit your dopamine when... On a random Tuesday, well, you find the thing. out. You don't even know. It used to be aspirational TV where you're like, I want to live their life. Now their lives are so complex. It's confusing. You yeah. don't even know if you want it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so the the the, guy, the dad is a chick. And okay. They all have different mansions. And her ex-baby daddy texted the other one. And it's no longer aspirational. Like, you don't even want that life anymore. You're just kind of amazed. But you don't even know what it is. You're just perplexed. But you don't even get the relief of someone like Pete. Right. Being able to go on a show like this and being like, that was pretty crazy that we couldn't even eat bread in the house because they were mad at us so we had to eat salads all the time you don't even get those because he has an nda that'll get him fucking you know fine to hell i'll get him here get him we'll get him here i mean tell me right now we can get it right tell me right now we can get him here tell me right now absolutely the pete davidson episode of the tim dillon show i'd love i would love by the way i'd love if you would call i've never met i met him once on the Staten island ferry i'd love if he'd come on oh my god but i'm telling you without that nda that's yeah, what I, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's Garrett, when I want them on. Because they probably lock you up. Yeah. That's a that's a that's like a, Lock me up. I'll eat that uh Armenian uh, snatch. <laughs> yeah, dude. You in. gotta go undercover. 
put me in? What if one of the Kardashians started dating me? That's what needs to happen. That's their next. That's, <laughs> that's the next move. That's how we know we're in the death rattle of society. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we know. That's how we know shit's gonna about to get I've real. I've tried. You know, I've texted Caitlyn to have her on the show. I want Caitlyn on the show bad. I mean, that's that. I want Caitlyn on the show bad. I think that's very doable. I hope so. Yeah, that's an episode. I want Caitlyn on the show. What I really want would be Caitlyn Jenner. Donald Trump and me, where we all sing I'm Proud to Be an American by Lee Greenwood. I'm proud to be an American. Where at least, or at I, least know I'm free. I know I'm free. Then it would be over. Then I would say to the people, I've done it for seven years. I love and respect you. This is all I wanted to do. Drop the curtain. If RFK has me perform at the Kennedy Compound this summer, I might take a year off stand-up because if I can just do the Kennedy Compound and do really tasteless JFK jokes in front of a group of rich people that are in and out of being into it and pretty damn offended, and it's a bad day and I'm sunburned and I'm sweating and I'm bombing in front of the whole Kennedy Compound, if I can do that, I think I can say, you know what? I, I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. I got where you I got wanted there. to go. You got up. You got up that high. I got up that high. Dan Soder, where can people come see you live? You're on the road. DanSoder.com. Uh, I got live dates coming up. In... This comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Wait, no. Saturday. This comes out. Saturday. Mm-hmm. This comes out Saturday. So I will be in uh, uh, Madison, Comedy on State, uh, Rochester, New York, Comedy at the Carlson. Uh, Boulder Theater is sold out, but then I will be at the, uh, in December, I'm going to be at the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. I'm going to be at uh, the Paramount in Philadelphia. Vogel, we added a late show, danceoder.com uh, for all my live dates. But yeah, I'm I'm on the road. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. You're a bald man. I mean, that's a really blunt way to put it, but yeah, I mean, I could use some hair. I mean, have you ever gone to Nutrafol.com to take their hair wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness? I mean, are they actually going to help me or is it going to call me a fat ball pig? Like, well, <laughs> I mean, I can't control what they do, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Is this like a like massages? No, it's... <laughs> go, they going to give you a nice little release? Yeah, you go get a massage if you want your hair to grow back. No, I mean, I'll try anything. I'd 84% love of men have shown improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol. All right, let's do it. Is Does it, that make sense? Is it pulls or is this where they take the hair off my ass and put it on my back? You take the quiz, you find out. All right, nice. No, but it's it's something, it's a medicine for I your do hair. want hair. I would like hair again. Take the first I, I step to visibly hair. thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code TIM. Find out why over four thousand healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. Spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter the promo code Tim. Do this because there's a lot of bald people out there, and this will help you if your you're wife, listening. And your wife can leave you. Don't 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 take it for granted. So you know, get do something about She's it. She's going to leave you. Yeah. Let's, if you don't get hair, hot clock's ticking. Nutrafol.com/slash/men. Promo code TIM. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Do it. Rochester. New York, going to be a great show. Carnegie Hall, November 10th. Come on. Big, cool. Come the fuck on. That's cool. On. That's Congre- cool. That is so awesome. We're man. almost sold out. we got a few hundred tickets left at Carnegie Hall. That's if awesome. I'm, if I'm not on the road, I need Please. to fucking go to that. Watching you at Carnegie you're Hall. You're on the road. You're at, you're at Laugh Out Loud in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah, I'm at San Antonio. I'm in a movie theater that God was probably playing it'll Fast be, It'll be fun. And then we're bringing Ray Kump out for a podcast at the end. Come on. At Carnegie Hall, Ray Come Comp. Come on. He worked at the graveyard shift at a potato bread warehouse. I fucking love Ray Comp. Uh, from, to go from the from the graveyard shift at a potato bread warehouse to working at the morgue to doing a podcast at Carnegie Hall is hilarious. I'm going to tell you right now. You're the yeah. best, dude. Love you. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Appreciate bro. it. Go get it. DanSoder.com. Thank you. Goodbye.